Thank you for this topic. Thank you for this sermon series of how we can come together with all these topics to be a fruitful congregation and to do your work more fully in this world. Let me fade into the background and let your word and your spirit come forward and land in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Paul is talking to the Church of Rome, and the Church of Rome has been having issues, unlike anything that ever happens in our day and age, right? Yes, here we go. We get a laugh out of that. Why do people laugh when I say that? So, Paul is traveling, and there are issues in this Roman church, and they're writing to him, and he's writing to them, and, and he's saying, they're saying, but we have this going on, and we have that going on, and He's exhorting to them, he's speaking to them, and these are the scriptures in Rome, in Romans, that he is saying to them. So this is where this comes from, that Paul is talking to the Roman church, and it's a beautiful message for us. Admittedly, in my humanness, when I uh, knew that I had to speak on this topic, <laughs> It's so much fun to talk about money. Um, but why is it? Why is it? Because it's a personal thing, because we don't talk about that. It's taboo in this, in this world to talk about money. And it is a personal thing, but we have to look at it through God's eyes. We have to look at what God wants us to do. And so this is the final um, message from Robert Schnace's book, Five Practices of Fruitful Congregations that Mount Hope has done through this before um, something happened this year. I forget what it was that happened that kind of shut it down. But extravagant generosity is our last piece. And it brings everything together. It brings the radical hospitality, the passionate worship, the intentional faith development, the risk-taking mission and service, and then our extravagant generosity. What does extravagant mean? It means that you open your pocketbook and you throw all the money at us. Extravagant generosity is a practice of sharing and giving that exceeds all expectations. It's lavish sharing. It is sacrifice. It is giving in service to God and others. This generosity focuses on our need to give rather than on the church needing money. In the scripture, it says, if giving, then give generously. As we go back over, thank you to Linda for reading that so beautifully. We have different gifts according to the grace that is given to us. And that grace is given to us by the Holy Spirit. So in proportion to faith and ministry, ministering and teaching, teach, the exhorter, exhort, teaching, the giver in generosity. And the point that I want to focus on, and I focused on this when I, when I preached the, uh, some of the other topics, is without love, where is any of this? Without love, are we in God's soul? Are we in God's spirit? 
We need that love. And I was going back over what love is according to the Bible. Love is patient, love is kind. That it is more than just a feeling, the, not just a feeling, a fleeting feeling of love. But the Bible spells out what love is. And it says, let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. And generosity is one of the points that is in here. So it's important or it wouldn't have been in here. Paul would not have been speaking about this if it were not an important topic. When we speak about stewardship, we are being blessed. We are being blessed as well as strengthening our mission and our ministry. Generosity is expanding our soul. It realigns our priorities. It connects people to the body of Christ and it strengthens our congregations to fulfill Christ's ministries. And we know that, we are recipients of that. We know that, that the mission of Mount Hope, United Methodist Church, that our church, that our church body has been aligned with, with the heart of God through all of the volunteers and all those behind the scenes that are giving in our ministries, in our missions, because of our stewardship, because of what we're doing. I love that. I love where, where Robert Schnace talks about how it expands our soul. It's realigning our priorities. And a few weeks ago, Pastor Cindy was talking about how one of these topics was talking about realigning our heart with God. It was about the prayer. Does God answer our prayer during the um, I'm Glad You Asked series? And we learn that our prayers are realigning our, our hearts to God's. And so this generosity is expanding and it's realigning our priorities to God. It's connecting us as the body of Christ. It's scriptural. In Genesis 14, 20, Abram committed a tenth of all he had to God. In Exodus 35, 5, it says, take from among you an offering to the Lord. Let whoever is of genuine heart bring the Lord's offering. Again, we are lining with God's purpose and we're doing it with love. And John Wesley, who is the father of the Methodist church, of the Methodist movement, it was a movement. His view of it was, it's an indispensable aspect of discipleship. This is why it's in this book. It's an indispensable part of our discipleship. And the more I think about this and the more I'm even speaking it, and as I was writing it, I was thinking this isn't such a bad topic after all, because if it's a lot helping me align with God's heart, I'm there. I hope you are too. I hope you will see it through God's eyes. He says, give, 
gain all you can, save all you can, I'll pause there, save all you can, and give all you can, gain, save, give. According to Wesley, generosity is rooted in grace. It's an emptying of oneself for others. It's an expression of love. It's an expression of love. Isn't it wonderful to be expressing that love through there? It's extravagant. It makes us look at our earning. It makes us look at our saving. It makes us look through God's eyes. Isn't that wonderful to look through God's eyes? To see things the way he sees it. But being rooted in grace, how much grace is God giving us? How much of that grace is God giving us? And it's rooted in that grace. It's an emptying of ourselves. We're emptying ourselves for our Lord. That expression of love for God and neighbor. It makes us learn, again, it makes us look at our earning, our saving through God's eyes. And I want you to remember that, that it's not all about the church is asking for more money. Oh, here they go again. They're asking for more money. Here we go. We are asking you to look at it through the eyes of our almighty God. So how do we go about this? It's a process. You don't just go, I'm going from zero to 10%. That's a lot, that's quite a jump. It's a process, so how do we do this? We start prayerfully, we start in prayer, start everything in prayer, we start everything we do here in prayer. Meditating on the scriptures, meditating on these scriptures that I cited, meditating on any scripture that is supporting that giving and our tithing. We start with that and we come into agreement with our almighty God to increase. Now I'm gonna pick on Mike. Mike Slaughter um, went through a hard time. He talked about this story when, they, when we were doing the stewardship campaign um, a couple of years ago. And the, wonder, the most wonderful part about it is the testimonials because we can stand here and talk all the time about reasons why we should give, but testimonials really speak to the heart of the matter. And when Mike was in his 20s, he was married. They had two incomes. And then things happen where it didn't work out. Now there's one income with all these expenses, a house expense, mortgage, car payments, bills that he wasn't planning on having to take by himself. And he barely had two nickels to scrape together. But he took a leap of faith. I think it was actually at this church. He took a leap of faith and said, if I can just give a little bit even though I really don't have it, I have to skip lunch, but I'm stepping out in faith. And little by little he gave. 
Now, I'm not pointing to, to the idea of God being a slot machine that if you give and give, he's going to have you hit the jackpot. It's a, it's a stepping out in faith. He stepped out in faith and actually received more than he could imagine coming back. What a beautiful testimonial that is. And so many of us have testimonials. So many of you have stood up here and talked about how that has affected your, your circumstances have affected your life when you stepped out in that faith. How your lives were affected and you trusted God with your generosity. You've shared stories about how you stretched yourself despite the circumstances where it seemed you only had enough to pay that bill, to pay the utility bill. You only have enough for that car payment, that mortgage payment, tuition for the kids. We just don't have enough. I can't afford to give more than a couple dollars a week. But when you stepped out in faith and trusted God, you saw how he poured down more upon you than you could imagine. We see the ministries of Mount Hope and how this church has been able to touch the lives of so many inside and outside of this church. And these ministries go on because of that generosity. These ministries happen because of our extravagant generosity. I hope that this part will help you look at, at giving in a different light. It has for me. And we talked about stepping out in faith in the last segments of these five practices of fruitful congregations. We talked about stepping out in faith and realigning our hearts with God's heart. And in our scripture, in our uh, call to worship, And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. And that's how our generosity affects God. That stepping out in faith is what he needs, what he's asking for us. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there will be food in my house. Test me in this. And that testing is talking about that stepping in faith. And if you uh, saw in the beginning, to lighten the mood a little bit here, to lighten the mood a little bit, the first one in 2 Corinthians 9, 7 accidentally came out as, <laughs> each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. <clears throat> reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. So if you are awake and paying attention, you realize that that was the opposite, <laughs> how one word can affect 
not reluctantly, not under compulsion, for God loves that cheerful giver. And do not forget to do good and share with others for such sacrifices God is pleased. We are pleasing our almighty God when we are stepping out in that faith and that generosity. And so many are recipients of this. I hope you will take the time to listen to Paul's teaching in this, in this text of Romans, where he's teaching this church that is so much like our own churches today around the world, where, the, where there can, we're all human. And that's what happens when we're in a church where we're all human. Things happen. There's some turmoil sometimes, but let Paul bring us back in the scripture when he is teaching us in this, in this scripture to let your love be genuine, to hate what is evil, love one another with mutual affection. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers. We talked about that hospitality our first week, that radical hospitality and the radical words that are used by in this book, radical, passionate, intentional, risk-taking, extravagant. So we're not talking about just hospitality as we are doing it now, which is wonderful, but reaching out, stepping out, stepping over that threshold and taking God into our lives and realigning our priorities, realigning our hearts with his heart. And he will show us more than we could ever imagine. And we will be that fruitful congregation. We will have that same mission that same mission that God wants us to have, to be out there in the world, to do Christ's mission in this world, to be one in our hearts with Christ, with our God, having the Holy Spirit lead us, having the Holy Spirit come into us and lead us and give us that power to be able to go out into the world to do these, to do these missions. Again, how do we do this? It's a process. Start with prayer and start with love. Start with feeling that love. Start with taking in that love, taking it from God's eyes that God does what he does for the love of us. Let us do what we're doing out of that same love, out of that same love and stepping in faith that we can all come together in that congregation that we are more than we were as the body of Christ at Mount Hope United Methodist Church, that we are better than ever as a result of learning these practices and learning what Paul has taught the Romans learning what we can from the, from, the, from the letter of Romans 
Let it sink into our hearts so we can be better than ever, just like the Roman church became better than ever. In Jesus' name, amen.